1: Welcome to the Pixel Hearts, my name is Cameron, and after decades of documented abuse, I think it's time that the Muppets got their comeuppance, so in the next Muppet movie, I will let the Swedish chef fist me.
2: (laughs) Hi, my name is Taya, Um, I like uh, long walks in the park, cuddling up at home, watching movies, Uh, and my ideal relationship uh, dynamic is the opposite of an imperial Chinese harem.
0: Hi, I'm Faye, and following on from Taya's introduction, I think that the sex meta has moved a little bit too much towards ranked competitive play recently.
3: Hi, I'm Dr. Marley and but, and I'm just going to go for a different vibe, I'm going to talk about my favourite series, the, my favourite title of the series, right? Like, Black Flag is my favourite of the Assassin's Creed franchise, oh, because okay. you get to plunder booty. Nice.
1: Wow. Okay, we got there. Uh, (laughs) And we are a team of romantic gamers who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love life. And this week on the show, we're talking about slurs, guys. We're talking about slurs. And we're talking about the use of language when gaming and how it can affect our enjoyment with those that we love. And we've got this question from one of our listeners.
2: Dear Pixel Hearts, my girlfriend and I love gaming together, but she's really competitive. When she gets going, she uses a lot of slurs that make me uncomfortable. She's perfect in every other way. How do I talk to her about this without upsetting her?
1: So a tricky situation with the use of language, because language is such a key thing in relationships and how we interact with the world around us and the language that we use. And I think there's like there's two parts to this, and we want to kind of break it down in two different ways, because... The use of the word slur in the question, we ourselves at the Pixel Hearts had some questions about if that means the actual use of actual slurs versus, you know, aggressive shit talking and use of language that can be um, a bit overwhelming. So I think what we want to talk about first is the use of actual slurs, Um, which, you know, let's be honest, isn't great.
0: Um, isn't great is like the, the most the, the least mustard you could have put on that <laughs> least an idea
3: yeah. slurs Ew. are some would say slurs are a bit bad guys <laughs> a bit no 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 we don't do that no so let's go into like start off with the real talk right so ah Michel foucault <laughs> when he talks about discourse and how discourse can be institutionalized is discourse a and therefore becomes part of, <laughs> it is. And we're always being watched by that oh, prison no. that we are in of, of discourse, the discourse prison. <laughs> <laughs> so our language is important, right? Because especially when it becomes institutionalized and becomes every day, and we stop to see uh, the power that it holds. Knowledge is power, people, <laughs> <laughs> knowledge is power. And words can be powerful. So the serious talk there is like, okay, cool. We've got Michelle Foucault getting us to think about the particular words and discourses and so forth. And then we can also draw from Key and Peel, a, a fantastic <laughs> sketch show where they have in one of these episodes two sides of the I'm coin. Thinking, yeah, right. Also, like, you know, topical, <laughs> insightful, hard hitting. And I'm remembering this great episode where they...
1: (laughs) Topical (laughs) uh, 10 years after it's off the air.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They've created an app being like, so that you can download it to be like, can you use the N word? And depending on your color scale, either hell no, never in your life. Or sure, okay, if you're black, you can use it, right? But if you're not, don't use the N word. There's no reason or excuse to be using that.
1: And it's that thing, right? Because language, I think the biggest thing about language and the use of language is that all language is subjective and all language is contextual to its use, especially language like this. Um, I, Like, I'm going to be real as a gay man. I am part of this new wave of gay men that are reclaiming the F slur that has been used so aggressively against us for most of my life. And now it is a term of endearment amongst me and select friends. And I will I will say it and I will use it in that context. But I also know that that I can't force others to join my comfort level with that language. I am comfortable with it. Others are not. And I can't just enforce that language on them without inviting them to be part of the conversation if they say no i go cool that's language we don't use with you while most of my friends are fine with it and we use it as an endearing you know phrase for each other because we are reclaiming it for ourselves after having it negatively flung at us for so long not everyone is in that world so i'm not going to just drop it wherever i want whenever i want and tell others that have a problem with it get over it i can use this language and i think that's the most important thing is even though it's about reclaiming language for myself it's about being respectful of the use of language and understanding where i can use it i'm not going to suddenly drop it at work in front of my boss
2: oh. or with someone you just met
1: yeah, and I think that's the big thing. I think a lot of people behave in such a way that, the, you know, when we reclaim language for ourselves and the way that we use it and how we use language, everyone must be comfortable at our comfort level. But we need to be aware of the comfort level of others at all times. And it's interesting. I, I, I'm going to be honest here. There's an interesting part to this question that I did not expect. Girlfriend, that it is a woman yep, yep. using these slurs in this way.
0: I think it's like that. that, like culture then often kind of absorbs words that people use subconsciously without, like, putting the implications of how hard it hits. Like, I I know so many gamer bros who are just like, I don't mean offence by it, it's just a word we say. And to that, I say that is exactly the same as when I visit my parents and they say something racist Mm -hmm. that is a word that was okay for their entire lifespan and is now horrific to say, and you hear them say it and you turn with a shock look on your face, like, you can't say that, that word like that. That's the oh, equivalent crouched. of gamers throwing out slurs like that. It's it's peak boomer energy. That's all sure I've got it. to say. It's Absolutely.
1: It's to me. There's an interesting one that I've never heard before that recently popped. So I work with mainly people about 10 years younger than me. I'm a lot older than a lot of the people that currently work under me. And there's a phrase that a lot of them use that I never heard growing up, but they're all having to unlearn it because they say it in front of me. And I go, excuse me. Now it's not... an inherently negative word. So I am going to use it. But it is when, and you know, just I think uh, uh, everyone needs to be aware that there can be some sensitive language used throughout this conversation. So just when you feel like it's reached a point that you can't listen anymore, pull the the cord. This one isn't one that's super, it's not going to have those connotations. But what people have been referring in these groups as things that are bad as being AIDS. Yeah, oh, when something's yeah. bad, like that's so AIDS. But that's like oh, that's
0: ancient, ancient that's, yeah. bad language.
1: See, but like it, I think the problem was I sit in this like little pocket where we became aware of it and went, "Ooh, no, we're not going to use that anymore." And now it's come back again for the next generation as a way to express when you hate something, and it's used. To, it it's insane that like it looped back around to this, and they look at me and go, "Oh." And I'm like, yeah, you, you shouldn't be saying that. And they can't stop themselves sometimes. And they say it and they look at me and go, oh. And I'm like, so you know the connotation because you're looking at me as a gay man after you've said this without me saying anything and going, oh, I shouldn't have said that. So there's clearly a connection and they just can't stop their brains from firing that as that's what they've been saying in these secular groups. <laughs> as just yeah. what they think is acceptable language where no gay man is clearly part of this conversation or no gay man who understands the connotations of aids in the community and they don't have that person being like hold up why is that the word you're using
3: and i think and this is probably going to be our piece of advice i feel is the what it often comes down to is that kind of knee jerk response and it's easy to learn out of right it's just trying to commit to expanding your lexicon so that be a bit more creative and then start practicing it. So what are some of your favorite insults rather than that slurs? That aren't slurs. That aren't slurs, right? I'm a fan of I don't know, I'd like to know Teya's
0: favorite slurs. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh,
2: look, I'm, I'm going to just basically say... Neoliberalist. Okay, first of all, how dare you call me that, to my face. Uh, Look, so I'm just going to approach from, like, my specific experience of, like, okay, there is an interesting, like, facet of my cultural background, so I'm from the Balkans, Uh, I am from, uh, well, interconnected with a number of the different former Yugoslav republics, Um, and yeah, there is definitely some tensions there, and uh, I... Uh, have certainly heard some of the ones that are applied to, to my specific neck of the woods. Uh, but I'm going to share one that's a little bit interesting to show just like how weird, um, you know, these, these words can be, right? Um, so, uh, the, the, you know, if you're from the Balkans, the biggest insult that you can give, or one of the big insults, is that you can call, like, you're calling someone, like, essentially a colonizer from one of the empires that were present in the region. Uh, so my
0: that's pretty horrific uh,
2: so my my background like is is predominantly serbian so i get called i can get called uh byzantine byzantine so that's literally from the fucking middle ages like so that's that's long long standing and like yeah you know other people get called like ottomans or austrians and it's just like it's stuff from like ages back it's it's so, mm. and yeah, look, you know, I, I'm I I'm a fan of history, right? I I love talking about like empires uh, and and you know Byzantines, Ottomans, whatever. I love all of that. Oh, stuff. you
3: imperialist! Ugh.
2: Okay, how? Look,
3: first, <laughs>
2: you're you're calling me all the slurs that do actually. No, these aren't slurs. These are insults. <laughs> but yeah basically I guess something to sort of call him a fascist okay you know what I'm gonna come down there um (laughs) but um yeah so I guess it's all it's fundamentally about sort of context um sort of a relationship to a particular word is what sort of charges the sort of meaning um its history its usage um so you know it may certainly be the case that words get reclaimed it may suddenly be the case that words carry this new significance that might otherwise be completely innocuous um, in any other sort of context. Um, and so that's, exa- that's pretty much the example I can give here. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I'll, let's, let's delve into this question, people, before I...
1: I... I, yeah, I think it's important to also acknowledge the history that foul um, language has had within the gaming community, and the, the kind of way that I'm going to be real, for a long time I feel a lot of language was used as a way to ostracize communities that, you know, white, straight, cis men took ownership of the gaming community and said, this is ours. And I feel like the reason slurs became very common, I'm going to be real, they were very common in gaming communities for a very long oh, yeah. time. Yep. Until very recently people started to like call it out and shut it down. And I think it was used as a way of feeling like they were free of censorship on their language in a gaming community. And then it was used as a way to almost, like I've had people use slurs against me while gaming online. As soon as they've heard me refer to my husband as, you know, babe or something, or I'm going to be real if I speak. I have a little bit of a syllable s, a lisp. People will immediately be like, "Ah, a gay." Let's make him feel uncomfortable about being here. So the problem is that it became this like section of the gaming community that is so tied into everything, and now it's kind of traveled through to just be common to just talk terribly. Like, you Mm -hmm. remember all the clips when we, you know, gaming was starting to get really big through YouTube and all that kind of stuff. So many clips of people like on Call of Duty and it became this weird like badge of pride of like, yeah, I survived early Call of Duty lobbies where people would say terrible things to each other and all this stuff. And it became almost this like, in my day, we would just say slurs to each other in gaming. And it became this weird, almost ownership of gaming through use of language
3: it's like sh- trying to get shock value as if it's a badge of honor or to one-up someone else exactly of just saying something horrendous right and yeah we- there is a history of this too so we can think of the dick wolves incidents with uh penny arcade oh, right oh. like that's a, p- a pretty classic one back in 2011 um which has obviously had repercussions since in the community. Yep. So like Penny Arcade, big figureheads in the community. The issue was the comic. And then there was also the follow-up doubling down, right? Yep.
0: Doubling down is always, always the wrong choice. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Don't,
3: don't, you don't need to do that. You can just be a bit curious and have a conversation instead and just be like, what? Oh. You know, we're all human, we fuck up, and just be like, own it. Own that.
0: I think the thing that, that upsets me the most, well, not upsets me the most, that is hyperbole. Please do not quote me out of context. Um, One of the things that upsets me about uh, the defaulting to slurs that a lot of the gaming community goes to is that creative insults hurt a lot more. It does. You're wasting an opportunity oh, to exactly, really land. Right? Like... Someone makes a silly mistake. If you call them a slur, they're, they're either going to be like, "Oh, okay," and just kind of. But lost. if you if you turn to them and say like, "You innocent, innocent child, you summertime child, oh. you babe wrapped in the oh. swaddling cloth oh. of innocence." Oh. It's It hurts a lot more, yeah. right? you got to land down with those creative, like, you pile of uh, ropes on a trash can. Like, Oof. just things that make them sit there and be like, did they just really insult me? I have to think through what they just oh. said. I have to unwrap this yeah. internally. I think it's also the importance of reading is a
1: fundamental and finding out as much as you can about that person and finding the <laughs> smallest insecurity and then destroying oh, yeah. them as quickly as possible. Them.
2: We, we do not condone that people, like, research their opponents while they're playing in order to sledge <laughs> them. Dox your opponents in Overwatch. Not the, <laughs> no, not the position that. of the don't. pixel hearts. Not the position. Mm-mm. This is not the position of it's anyone. Not...
1: No. But I think um I think we've touched on slurs, and I'm actually going to put forward an, uh, uh, a controversial thing that's going to happen now. Is we've focused really heavily on slurs, but I think that this question opens up a whole other part of conversation, So I believe this is a part one of this conversation and I think you should join us again next week for part two where we move beyond slurs and their language and we're going to talk about sledging and aggressive language in general. So for now though, that's all we're going to talk about this week. Um, We want to thank Ryan Stanton for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher for our intro and outro, the Pixel Hearts theme song and One Pixel at a Time. For all of our links, or if you need the Pixel Hearts help troubleshoot your love life, head to our link tree in the show notes. But until next week, where we will delve back into this same question to talk about the other side of language used when gaming, be kind to each other. Try not to use a slur this week.